You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. 40 years ago, this is Emeritus Rex with Rabbi Ruven Yeshua Pupko from St. Luke's premier synagogue, Beth Israel, Beth Aaron, and Rabbi Pupko. It's been such a long time. The world has been not standing still. So many things have been happening since the last time you graced us with your uh, senator. Was it Satorian tones? What sort of? Yes, I believe that's the word. Yeah, and also my profound wisdom and insight. Yes, yes, but but packaged in in in, in such a what's really bubbling up um, in, in almost a violent fashion is the. Um, the, the reaction to the, the political leak to the uh, to the what seems to be the majority opinion in the Supreme Court to strike down Roe v. Wade and therefore give the abortion laws back to the states as opposed to a federal. Right. So I, I think what's listen, I, I, there's a lot of elements of this. You know, we could talk about the role of religion in informing one's uh, political or legal views. We can talk about the attempt by some to weaponize this debate for political advantage. We can talk about how uh, Jewish thinking on this matter deviates uh, from some of the more extreme uh, views in the the religious uh, conservative community. We can talk about what the impact of Roe v. Wade has had on the discourse in general. What's interesting is, uh, yeah, a couple of things are interesting here. You know, the, some of the arguments on both sides are, 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 are really kind of foolish. Uh, you know, when the, when, you know, when the, when the democratic party says, well, if this could go, who knows, you know, Plessy versus Ferguson or, or, or rules on interracial marriage, listen, on gay marriage, on Obergefell, on all, all the, other, on the other decisions. The reality is that in the cases of gay marriage and of interracial marriage, uh, Supreme Court decisions had a huge impact on society. Uh, over, over 90% of Americans accept interracial um, marriage, and that's in all regions of the country. Uh, gay marriage is more accepted today than it ever was. People forget that a Barack Obama ran in support of Defense of Marriage Act against gay marriage, but then, you know, then changed his mind. And immediately that, when that happened, anyone who disagreed was considered a, you know, a, a pre- homophobic, homophobic. Yeah. So, I mean, so those decisions had an impact on how society sees things. The abortion decision had no impact on how people behave. You know, it's radically different. And, you know, listen, even people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and others on the on the liberal side of things have said that the Roe v. Wade decision was uh, not well founded uh, in, in constitutional law, and and, and that's it's that's almost a, like it's almost like you know the rabbis would get together and said we must find a heter for this right because society is pushing us for it and somehow black men whoever it was who found hey let's put it into the uh, to the privacy rights of the 14th amendment or something like that right that was yeah i mean listen even listen there are many many on the left hands on the left side of the legal spectrum who who who, who, while being pro-abortion themselves are uh uh you know believe roe v wade was wrongly decided but but more importantly 
if anything, it it made more of an issue of abortion rather than settle the issue. It didn't settle the issue in any way at all. It's been the issue in every Supreme Court nomination. It's been an issue in elections. It's It hasn't settled anything. And maybe returning abortion to where it belonged, meaning the democratic process, state by state, uh, you know, is a healthier way to resolve this. Yes. And, uh, you know, and, and let's have an opportunity to do that. Okay. Obviously, New York and California will have very liberal laws, you know, uh, Texas and uh in you know Oklahoma, not so much. You know, it's it, it'll depend on where you are. And let me ask you from the emeritus Rex uh, perspective: um, Shouldn't we, as Orthodox Jews that are involved in, a little bit in the political process or care about what's going on, shouldn't we see this as a, a positive? Um, not, not even insofar of the the fetal lives that will be saved but rather in terms of the fact that it's an indicator that maybe there could be a pushback from uh, you know, an extreme leftist, uh, ultra-liberal position. Um, and maybe, the, isn't that good that there's a little bit of a pushback here? Oh, of course, I, I, listen, I, I, listen, my own view on this is that there's no question that Abortion laws in the U.S., which are significantly more liberal than the Europeans. I mean, leftists love to talk about European Europe as a model. I mean, compare America's abortion laws to Norway or France. I mean, it's the, 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 the Europeans are are, are 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 European laws in general are much more restrictive than, than American laws on these, with the exception of Britain. Um, and uh, uh, and, you know, the, the left loves to hold up Europe as a model for enlightened, you know, jurisprudence and, and governance. Uh, you know, the widespread of uh, acceptance of, uh, in, in the, on, you know, on the liberal side of the spectrum in America of unfettered access to abortion is really you know, not well founded. Not only that, I mean, maybe more importantly, maybe it has led to a coarsening in general of the culture. When I say that is a lack of respect for human life. There's no question that right to die legislation, which is rare in America, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, the dominant idea in many places in Europe and in Canada uh, is, is connected to this debate. It's the, you know, you, you know uh, when human life is not valued, is not valued at its beginning or at its end. And uh, we all know how these, these small openings to right to die have now turned into a huge breach and people being allowed to have medical assisted suicide in cases of emotional issues or or younger people even and, and again people suffer from chronic but not terminal illness it 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 it, 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 it certainly is a, a devastating blow to the culture when life is devalued and you have but even that, i think even beyond that we know that this comes from a religious perspective you you were correct in what you were signaling in your introduction, that we diverge from the strict Catholic interpretation of that. But at least it, what we have is a sanctioning and an understanding of a biblical or religious perspective that a state has a right to enact. And that means that it isn't verboten to, to have that type of attitude under God based on the Judeo-Christian 
understand right. them. No, the, 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 just let me make the point. So if that if, if that becomes more entrenched in our society, state by state, isn't that a better thing for we as Jews? It listen, Roe v. Wade poisoned the conversation. It didn't help the conversation. Every state, you know, listen, the Democrats in a way are, are, are ridiculously inconsistent in what they're saying about this. On the one hand, they say, oh, our position reflects the views of 70% of America. So why are they so worried about going back to the democratic process if they're so convinced of that? You know, they, and the fact is the poll, the polling on abortion, the polling on abortion has to be scrutinized with great care because Americans in general are opposed to a blanket prohibition on abortion, but they're also opposed to a blanket permissibility of abortion. They want a reasonable approach. They want an approach that gives exceptions for, uh, you know, for for a child who is who is not viable, for a fetus not viable, for a, a woman who has been raped tragically, or or a pregnancy resulting from incest. They want to see exceptions to that. They, they they're much more likely to approve of a first trimester abortion than a second or a third, obviously. So you know, Americans have a nuanced view on this. The problem with the pro-abortion uh, crowd is very much the problem with the gun rights crowd. In other words, they see any restriction as a slippery slope to a complete banning. So rather than accept reasonable restrictions on abortion, reasonable restrictions on gun rights, they take a maximalist position, which, uh, you know, we, 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 which poisons the dialogue and, 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 and is not helpful. There is a middle ground here, and the middle ground is you know, I'm not telling you what you know what what I think halacha should be. I'm telling you what I think is the most reasonable conclusion to a political debate in America. The most reasonable conclusion to a political debate in America is first trimester only, and, uh, and with, with exceptions for you know the health of, of the mother and a viability of the fetus and rape and incest. That's is what that's what Americans would support across the board. And to go ahead and start saying talking about second and late term abortion second term second trimester i mean this is where you get into the uh, into the huge disputes but these kinds of disputes should be resolved by the democratic process in the political arena where people making their case one way or another and instead of trying to convince judges try to convince the people yeah and and uh, as i said i i think that um we we have a polarized society and i think the people who are of faith, and we don't necessarily go lockstep with them, but I think I think our institutions are safer when they are surrounded by people of faith. America has proven this, and you've talked about this eloquently on this program, that that when we, unlike areas in Europe where the faith of <laughs> of our Christian brethren, I would say in quotation marks, has led to a lot of um, harassment. I think what we have over here is, uh, I think what we can say is, is that this will be better because the more religious mentality surfaces, the more understanding they have of our religious institutions and the less they're going to intrude of our religious freedoms. And I think that's, you know, people, as you know, 
operate with a fallacy that when there's no mention of religion or no hint of religion, that's better. I think historically we found that that is not the case. And I think that's why this is, this is all right. Why don't you talk a little bit about, about Canada? Because, you know, you are the Secretary of State of Jewish Canada. So is, is, is Canada's abortion laws relatively similar to the U.S.? Do, or is, is in the Canadian street, in your show, is this a topic that, that, that is qualifying as important? Listen, listen abortion is in, in Canada is commonplace. Uh, it's uh, not as liberal as the U.S., but it is, it's close. Um, and, and again, uh, it's not... It, you don't have a strong voice in Canada to uh, to limit abortion. There is no strong voice. Even the conservatives, uh, you know, don't you know? While they'll say my personal views are against it, they they, they don't go near it as 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 a hot political issue. Canada is generally not as influenced by uh, traditionalist religious views uh, as is America. It, it, it's it's not it's not an issue here. Uh, really maybe issue. part of it is because of the size of the provinces, you know, we have 50 states, right, which, which allows, uh, you know, a state like Mississippi to, to assume one way, or even a large state like Texas. I think, you know, you know, Canada is so spread out and so large that even though you might have an enclave of people who feel strongly religiously about something, it's not going to dominate that whole province. By the way, you know, what's interesting here also in this debate is Jason Riley, an African-American columnist for the Wall Street Journal, wrote a piece this morning about how liberals are obsessed with, uh, you know, uh, how do I put this? A, a lack of, equ- you know, an absence of equitable results as being evidence of racism. If you look at the the, the racial, you know, uh, breakdown on, on, on abortion statistics, it's clear that this is a, a, a prof- you know, a tragically common occurrence in African-American uh, communities for all those of, uh, of reasons. And the disparate uh, outcome of legalized abortion on the, on the Black community is something that liberals won't touch. The other inconsistency here is that, you know, uh, it, it, you'll sometimes hear the callous left talk about a fetus as being nothing more than a bunch of cells. But when a friend of theirs sadly goes through a miscarriage, they, they have, you know, they, they, they don't act that way. I mean, they, they, they treat a miscarriage as if it's the loss of something profound, if not a life, right? They do. They do act that way, and they should act that way. But when it comes to, it, 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 again, it's, it's used as a weapon, uh, you know, and, and they conjure up the worst fears of back alley abortions and, and all this stuff, which was, was yeah, never. And, and, and I've heard even rabbinic voices. And I'm not sure, you know, what, what is their pedigree, but even people in the Orthodox camp saying that um, you know, they're not sanctioning, but they feel that this will lead to unsafe uh, activity. Not true. It's, it's no, there's no evidence of that. And, and, there, and, and listen, there's no question that um, the, you know, that the, that, that the post-Roe world will, will look very different than our world that California will look very different than Texas. And that's how it should be. I mean, that's the way it should be. And the attempt to, to pass federal, a federal law, whether banning or permitting, is very, 
it's of dubious constitutional value because what right does the federal government have to legislate this? They can only do so if, if, if there's a if, if there's a claim that it affects interstate commerce and they're going to try to make the claim that women, you know, being excluded from the workforce because they're forced to have a baby, you know, is an interstate commerce issue. I mean, it's very flimsy. And, uh, uh, you know, the constitutionality of any federal law is, is, is very dubious. And the, uh, you know, go back to the states. Overwhelmingly, abortion will be permitted, but in a less... Uh, in, in, in a less liberal way than it is now. It'll be more restrictive. There's no question. Let's talk about the, the I appreciate what you're saying. Let's talk about the... We, we don't know exactly where to draw the line, but we do want our values to inform, you know, political debates in some cases, but not in all cases. I mean, to take extreme examples, we don't want, right, American law to decide you can't mix wool and linen in your suits, right? We're not interested in that as a religious value that should be injected into the public arena. We understand there's a distinction between ritual and values, ethics and and observance. We, we understand all of those differences, but it's not always easy to draw the line. And the question on abortion is, you know, uh, unfortunately, the debate around abortion is almost exclusively religious. In other words, the left pretends as if the only reason anyone would be against this is because they're some kind of devout Catholic or or, some, or, or, or something analogous to that, or evangelical. It's only religion. I mean, there are great liberal thinkers, atheists who are anti-abortion, right? Nat Hentoff, the late Nat Hentoff, who used to write for the, for the Village Voice, was stridently anti-abortion for secular reasons. Sure. There are good reasons to be against the As you say, any obstetrician or even expectant parent realizes that this isn't just, you know, a turkey that's basting in the oven. That, right. this, is, that this is a being that is being formed and created, and this is something that... Uh, and, is- and the absolute, you know, the absolute certainty. I mean, is there no doubt? Is there no ambiguity? Is there no sense of regret? I mean, Bill Clinton tried to square the circle. He talked about it being safe, legal, and rare. Um, you know, is there any sense here that you can talk with respect about what is at the very least potential life, that you can't do that w- without being portrayed as a retrograde? I mean, it, it, so, I, so actually, that's really where I, I want to propel us, as I as before you uh, went on this aside, to Eretz Yisrael, to Medina Yisrael. And, you know, far be it from me to raise a kitrug that no one has ever heard about. But we do know that the abortion rates in Israel are at least reportedly extremely high. Can you talk a little bit about that from your perspective? I, I don't know. I don't know the numbers. It is sadly uh, too high. Uh, that I do know that much. I do do know from what you remember from what I've read about it. Um, uh, again, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't again, how far do we go in legislating halacha? Uh, whether in a Jewish state or in the U.S., uh, we believe respect for human life is a universal or should be a universal value. So it's when, so when we're advocating as Jews, as Orthodox Jews, on the abortion issue, we don't want the we're not doing so in the belief that we want the government to reflect Jewish values. We want the government to reflect what we believe should be universal human values, the respect for human life. Uh, and that's not a Jewish value. 
alone. I, universal yeah. value. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really ironic. No, we certainly that, want that in Israel. So but it's ironic. And, I, and again, I don't have an answer to it. It is very, the statistics are jarring. Um, and it, 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 I think, again, I have no way to explain it other than the fact that abortion became this liberal um, uh, type of, uh, you know, uh, touchstone that cannot be touched. And that maybe in Israel, they, they, they sort of are, are almost, you know, militantly, uh, aggressively pro-abortion to the point that they're not going to allow any sort of, you know, for it to be touched. I, it's, Again, abortion became the, how do I put this, the, the banner to determine if you're in a liberal society. You know, if you're a liberal and enlightened, that means you accept abortion. And if you're a primitive retrograde, it means you're against it. And it became the number one, you know, wedge issue. You know, are you, uh, in, you know, in every whatever words people want to use, pro-life, pro-choice, pro-this, pro-that, you know, the allowing abortion became the signature issue, right? The litmus test for a liberal society and for a liberal person. And that's tragic. I mean, of all the things we should learn about, it, just it, a, a little bit, just to sprinkle a little bit of, I think, interesting scholarship here. The you know the postic of America, Ramesh Feinstein, uh, famously wrote in the Seversi Karta Bechaskel Abramsky, and later printed in Igris Moshe Cheshen Mishpat Chelit Beis. You know, a very reasoned, uh, long chuva, where he deals with those that wanted to allow abortion at certain stages, and delineates between murder and murder a capital offense murder and the um the uh, destroying a fetus and but at the same time he he clearly comes down uh with a with a on the machmer side on doing these acts whereas the place given there to throw and again as much as they were Moshe, we know that it's rebel Re- waldenberg yes um Really went toe to toe with Ramosha on this on this matter, and especially in you know uh, not just in terms of Tay-Sachs cases, but even in cases where uh, the emotional um, toll on the family uh, and and other sorts of, of factors were taken into consideration. And what I have heard, and I don't know if you I don't know if you know this, that post-communists in America, although in some ways realize that Ramesh's rulings need to be respected. In this area, there are many post-Kim in America who actually follow Rabbi Tzitz Eliezer. Right. And they aren't necessarily ones on the liberal spectrum. Oh, not at all, right. So it's interesting that the post in these areas of Eretz Yisrael, which this is what the Tzitz Eliezer became, the, the real go-to person for all medical ethical shilas, he actually came down with a more Mekel Shita, and maybe I'm just saying, even though obviously the Bnei Eretz Yisrael or the Haredim are not pro-abortion, but their posek, the posek in Eretz Yisrael, not their specific one, was really the leading, uh, um, uh, I, I guess, uh, advocate for a more liberal position about allowing abortions in, in, in certain cases. Whereas, right. no, listen, I, listen, I, when American Jewish groups come out on the very liberal side of this, they're not cognizant of the damage they're doing, not only to the value of human life, but also to the standing of the Jewish community. 
and I, and, I, and, I, and all you know where, where they take it for granted that any enlightened Jew is, of course, going to take the most liberal position on abortion, whether it's the National Council of Jewish Women or the Reform Movement, and all these organizations who are, you know, the first out of the gate after the leak of the Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, uh, uh, decision coming out, first out of the gate to denounce the uh, the, the draft uh, uh, the draft decision. I mean, is that really helpful to the Jewish community? I mean, do we have to be the standard bearers of every liberal cause? How does that help us in terms of you know, our advocacy on a whole host of other issues? There's nothing specifically Jewish about the abortion issue that demands a Jewish communal response. Yes, but, but because, you know, because we uh, are perceived, again, you're right, and, and maybe Shtika would have been a better, uh, a better approach here. But uh, uh, listen, the real crisis here is that, you know, the world has changed so dramatically. Adoption a hundred years ago meant you were doing a baby a favor. Adoption today means you're doing the parents a favor. The whole world has changed, and um, and if the Jewish community could contribute anything, it's to making it easy easier for single mothers. To raise a child, it's making it easier or more acceptable for a woman to take a baby, uh, you know, uh, you know, all the way through pregnancy into birth, and then if and then if the family can't, then there are many families who would take the child to make these things more acceptable and easier, and uh, you know that would certainly be helpful. Right, and, and, and maybe and, and maybe if you know the what you sort of alluded to before, uh, if we somehow. Uh, do a better job in promoting, you know, contraceptive behavior uh, with young people and teenagers. Um, but again, and- teenage pregnancies are way down. Abortions numbers are way down in the states. A lot of this stuff we're, we're in better shape than we were. It's not far from good, but it's certainly much better than it was. Uh, the numbers are, are are down from what they used to be in terms of teenage pregnancies. You know, but again, you're right. I mean, people need better education, better health care. Uh, more resources, uh, you know, in order to navigate life and, uh, and and navigate parenting. It's tough. It's not. It's just not. It's not by far not simple. I mean, uh, you know, maternity leave rules in the states should could certainly be more, uh, you know, you know, uh, more accommodating. Uh, to, you know, here in Canada, you give birth. You usually a woman can take off for two years. In the states, you're lucky if you get two months. And um, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, unless you know, and and again, we, we right. I, I, I think what you're saying now is something I, I hadn't contemplated before, which is some parents, single or together, would think of abortion because how am I going to keep my job with this baby? How yeah. am I going to be able to to make ends meet? If you do have extended leave and support, then more people might realize that they could keep the child, and then yeah, I think. Yeah. We are, you know, there are extreme examples that the right wing loves to point to about, you know, doctors in one place or another talking about postnatal abortions or, you know, if I, you know, medical journals printed articles about extending the notions, you know, uh, you know, breaking through that terrible uh, red line and, and they use it. But there's no question that the right is correct, that widespread liberalized abortion laws have led to a profound change in how in the degree to which we respect human life. And I think it's affected everything. And that is 
to value life should be, you know, universally embraced. Yes, and I would definitely say so. Well, let let us hope that the um, the, the the implied threats, by the way, uh, to the judges, you know, the idea of <laughs> of of you know protesting with, in an angry uh, militant like fashion in front of their homes is obviously, you know, raises the specter of, of life threatening. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, thank God, I think that they, that was um, basically condemned, but whether it's to the judges or the people that are out there, you know, it, it, this is a topic that unfortunately the United States can lead, not just to the, as we say, the death of the unborn, but, but violence uh, even among, you know, each side. And that is something which, um, we have to obviously condemn as well, because um, we can never let our passions allow us to, to trample over anyone. Um, I think that's part of, as we know, you know, in a certain sense is, is our uh, motto. I don't know if that's going to be able to, to translate into the arguments in the, here in the public sphere in the United States and beyond. But either way, among ourselves, of course, we will always say, thanks again. We'll catch you, hopefully, on a more frequent basis with Suras Tavis. Be well. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 